And we're recording, Matt. Okay. Did you get a new color for your mic? I did. Thanks for noticing. So you've gone from purple to orange? Yeah, because the Summit brand colors have changed. Your new brand color is orange? It's one of the colors. We have uh, we have like orange, yellow, uh, some green, kind of a... We're doing the multicolor branding. The office suite. Similar vein, yeah, yeah. So it's actually orange, yellow, and it's like a green, blue. Um, Do you need a, You need three mics, so it's like you're being interviewed by a TV, <laughs> multiple TV stations. <laughs> well, one of them is definitely not purple, so that's why I've I've shed the purple. We are now looking at a nice, I don't know, vermilion. <laughs> so did you actually like order a new color? <laughs> No, what ha- what oh, happened is, happened. Um, so I was I clean I clean and tidy up my office uh, home office today, which always just kind of feels like fresh start, you know, um, which felt really good. And we're, and we're talking about the filter on your mic, by the way. Yeah, yeah, just the filter. So as I was going through the office in one of the drawers, I found like the the pack of fifty, you know, mic filters that they send you because like each one is worth like what five cents, and so they can't just sell you one. You know, like for for it to be worth anyone's while, they have to charge you like five or ten dollars. But then that means they need to send you like thirty. So I have this <laughs> giant pack of I have this giant pack of filters. I've used one in a hundred episodes. So at this rate, like I'm good for a couple thousand episodes. I think <laughs> I did that once with guitar picks, and for like ten years, like every time someone would visit me, I would be like, "Hey, do you want a guitar pick?" <laughs> <laughs> you're like i have so many yeah yeah you're like i don't know how these companies survive you buy one box every 10 years but there's just a lot of guitar players out there they're going after the the, the power users like we are mm. yeah right right so wow nice segue huh uh good good one yeah <laughs> how's uh, what are we gonna talk about doing? how is summit doing we're um, gonna do updates all right. All right. Thanks for the warning. And Love we have update. 41 minutes before our mastermind. That's right. Which we said is like six arrows podcast or something. Right. <laughs> six arrows. Sorry. Inside jargon. Um, 41 minutes. Let's do it. So updates. 40 minutes. On the... I'm not going to do it throughout <laughs> the episode. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, on the make manager side, let's go there. So we had uh, this is a shortened week. Yesterday was a holiday, uh, American style sort of like I don't know. It's a little, it's a little questionable. I mean, Fourth of July happened over the weekends. Technically, get Monday off. So yesterday wasn't working too much. Working a little bit, uh, just depending. But anyway, we had our team meeting this morning, so it really felt like it kicked off the week properly. And on that call, really zeroing in now on the just the gates to launch so i said let's not use launch as a word because it's over overloaded and it can create so much confusion about what you really mean so let's be very concrete here so there's the couple horizons that we are all working towards let's kind of lay them out in order so first one being current users can pay us for the product if they want to upgrade that's the first horizon we want to get to the second one is we invite another wave of early access users in 
and because there's a couple things we want to improve before we do that and then the third horizon or milestone is we want new visitors to the website to be able to skip any kind of early access program and just come straight into the product and start using it and then and then upgrade so they each kind of build on each other and i said you know we want to do all these before the end of the month so this is not like this isn't a three-month effort like let's do try to knock these out then we talk through each of our kind of works in progress and lay them out on those milestones and we are targeting for that first milestone of people being able to upgrade if they want to that are already using the product we are targeting seven days from now so that's okay. the goal yeah yes give or nice, give or exciting. take give or take a day whatever but yes so the goal is to have a form on the website that you peter yourself could hypothetically use to upgrade your account um to a paid version uh a week from now so we'll have our first subscribers yeah we'll see if that happens <laughs> mm, that's right we might have to take away some of your paid features that you're already using to get you to do that i, I um, think i'm only using the free features uh i mean that's what you think <laughs> <laughs> so uh the decisions on that may be worth mentioning. So we decided that uh, the free plan would have one board and only one board because one board should give you plenty of feel for whether or not you get value out of it. If you don't get value out of one, then that's fine. But if you get value out of one, you might want another. So that would be an upgrade. Uh, using colors. So we give you the default of like blue for your events and you can use that if you want to. But if you want to do the color palette for your events and color your events that's another upgrade trigger so we're doing feature-based upgrade triggers to go from free to 12 dollars per user per month is the is the first tier and the only tier that we'll have at launch and uh and then integrations is the other piece so um whether or not you want to integrate your metrics from uh, metrics provider in the future also bringing back quickbooks and plaid uh, for banking, et cetera. Um, so that's our, that's our one week goal to get that that's live. The billing part. I don't know. We need to record next week. <laughs> yeah. Next week should be really exciting. Um, and on the maker side, uh, you know, I fixed some bugs and, and did a little bit, uh, of new documentation. I put out some content on the web in terms of just kind of benchmarks and assumptions that people could use when they're building models in Summit, which I felt like would be helpful. I uh, found some really interesting data out there, um, especially from Mixpanel. So Mixpanel does a yearly survey, a report uh, for across all their users, which is just, you know, all their customers are just thousands. And then the users their customers serve is just ridiculous numbers of millions, right? So they do a lot of, in product engagement analytics, but what they, so not as much like conversion rates, although they have that too. The thing I thought they had really uniquely was what is a good activation rate? Because a lot of people mm -hmm. use Mixpanel to measure activation. So, which we know is a key step in the funnel. We talk about a lot in this show, but we don't really talk a lot about like what's a reasonable activation rate to expect, you know, from your free signups. Um, so I, I shared that on there as well. And it really varies by industry and by, you know, so fintech versus SaaS versus e-commerce has very different sort of 
rates of people who get engaged with your product and activate. Um, so I put that content out there, hoping that it would help people build models um, more easily and get going. And also have now seen a very basic demo of whiteboard functionality in Summit. Oh. Yeah, which is extremely exciting. So <laughs> we've been saying a whiteboard that can do math. And I think people are like, oh, I get it. It's like a canvas and I can... I can build these building blocks and they can be used to do math. But we, when we say whiteboard, we're really thinking about giving people whiteboarding tools like create boxes, write text, draw lines and shapes and arrows and add pictures. Um, so we will be, that'll be a whole theme with our product and as a part of our product strategy is to be really a, a viable whiteboard for people. So it might not have as many, certainly won't have as many features as, you know, a full-blown mature whiteboard online uh, at first, but we're going to launch with uh, ability to, to draw boxes. So if you have a bunch of events and you want to group them, you can put them in a box and then the ability to add text. So you could, you know, put all of your new hire events in a box and you could put a little piece of text that says, you know, new engineering hires. And I think that will, I don't know what, is that something you've you've thought about while using the product? Um, how does that resonate yeah. with you? I'm curious. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's uh, it's nice for organization. Like, I don't imagine myself right now like modeling things with like I want to say dumb <laughs> events, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, but as like an organizational tool, uh, I think it makes a ton of sense and. Yeah, I just I cool. like that idea, and I I'm like some of my models are starting to get to the point where it's like you just keep part of it on the screen at one time, and it's yeah. nice to start to be able to add hmm. more like sections and groups and yeah explanations, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So we, we thought about a couple of use cases here. So one, you know, one is obviously giving yourself that sense of structure. The other one is if you do that and you kind of put a box around a certain number of events and say, you know, this is the hiring plan or this is the organic funnel, kind of lets other people who come into your model from your team come in and know, you know, where they should be looking or what is all this stuff uh, mm. more easily. And then the, the kind of a byproduct of this feature that we're really excited about is we want to have templates, but templates have that opacity problem right that uh, i look at a template i'm not really sure what i'm looking at mm. so we want to use the whiteboarding features of summit to provide instructions around the templates themselves so like you can kind of draw a box around this part of the template and say these are your kpis or these are your key uh maybe assumptions and then you could put a box around it. so you could actually help somebody understand that's nice. Yeah, like a sticky note that or way. something like that. Yeah. And then you could add labels or instructions that say, you know, in this one, put your whatever if you don't know. So you can really add whole instruction sets to the yeah. template right in the product using its own tools. <laughs> so, I, you know, it's kind of like a, a, um, an edible, <laughs> a digestible, you know, a template. The template itself is made using Summit, if you will. So. Yeah, and I've seen you done that 
like you, you've done that with with the comment like comments when you're writing the the cell instruction like you would add a comment that like explained mm-hmm. what these different numbers were but i don't i think you know the whiteboarding features are a better way yeah. to do that probably yeah and then what uh the maybe the so I, it's it's so funny when you make your own products right you you get so deep into them you forget you forget where you are and it's, you don't you don't see that forest right and you don't think like what other trees belong in this forest so it's like i was thinking through spent about an hour last week thinking through what is a summit document right and i was thinking through other kinds of documents powerpoint presentations spreadsheets of course uh word docs wikis and i suddenly realized like what about links hyperlinks <laughs> and it just it hit me like a ton of bricks that like the current version of the product has no hyperlinks in it and i just thought like you know if we're going to add text boxes people can put in their own links right around these events then and so now when you're building out a template or you're documenting something and someone says why did you even model it this way or what are you thinking nothing wrong with putting a link you know even to maybe some internal notes or here's the hiring plan here's the hiring plan events here's a link to the wiki page or the notion page that goes in depth on these has the job listings for these hires right so now we can start to really fuse summit together with in the most basic internet way right just a link but like at least we can now enter you know we can connect right yeah and the like these are the features that will like you're giving people enough flexibility that they will show you like new ways to use the product so you'll probably learn a ton about like what people want to use it for that you maybe haven't thought about like it's the same for us like we talked about like what integrations to build and then we start talking about like we have webhooks so people can integrate with whatever they want to do with webhooks some like one way or the other so when we want to decide which integrations to focus on like we can actually just start to like look at what are people sending webhooks to and yeah yeah. so you give people some flexibility and they'll kind of show you what they what they want or what they need i think that's that's interesting you can add stuff like that yeah i think the more free form again this like our mantra has been flexibility you know through and through the more free form we allow the more people can show us you know what they want to do and um yeah really excited about that it becomes a way of just working through your thoughts and being able to add text is kind of the ultimate workaround for so many things. You know, you can, whatever you want to put in there, guys, it's, you know, kind of user-generated content in a way, um, you know, put yeah. it in there and and take advantage of it. And then I guess I'll close with that, the thought of also product managing, thinking about what's, you know, what's coming next. And integrations is definitely on my mind as far as the ones we know people want. But I'm really excited about doing a simple Zapier integration as well just to say what are all the things you want to bring into a logic board and summit and you mm. know, how do you want that to work together i so i i'm just really excited you know um to Good. see yeah and the whiteboard thing I'll, I'll i'll put you know so the bow on that i nobody was really asking us I, one or two people said hey it'd be great if i could draw a box but to me that's a feature that really cements the positioning of the product more it's like a, oh this is it really is a canvas and a calculator. It's not just a spreadsheet with some 
with a graph. It's, you know, which I thought was really important to go live with out of the gate because it doesn't, you know, it's going to help with people's imagination. You know, it's like, think about this product as this rather than going live with maybe a narrower thing and then kind of always wishing we had that extra piece, (laughs) but knowing like we didn't get it out when we launched. And so people's minds is kind of like, oh, I guess I would use it that way. Um, Anyway, no right answers, but these are my founder thoughts (laughs) at the moment. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I can relate. Like we, we, in the beginning of reform, (laughs) I'm sounding like it's, you know, ages ago, but (laughs) a a few weeks ago, we just had a text field that would just be literally just plain text. But then people started using it in like, like, for example, Corey Haynes, when he was building a form, like we didn't have bulleted lists, but like, you know, you can copy like the ASCII character for like a, like a mid dot or like a middle oh, yeah. dot. So he will, he will like create paragraphs that each started with like one of those ASCII characters. So it looked like we had bulleted lists and like, it just wow. looked like we, we supported it. I was like, yeah. wow, he found a way to do that. But it's also like, okay, he put that on the roadmap, <laughs> right? So oh, totally. Yeah. yeah, I think this deserves this deserves a blog post or something. But like, there are these features that are so utilitarian, so useful, so broadly applicable that you open up the door to workarounds, basically. Yeah, text and then is those. One. Yeah, and those workarounds basically become the cow paths that you need to pave. Right? It's yeah. like, okay, go wherever you want, and then as a product manager, you get to see then what people want, you know? Yeah. I remember in getting real, they talk, I think it's in getting real. They talk about how in Basecamp in the early days, people would start to like tag messages with like square brackets and then a word. Oh, wow. Oh, (laughs) that's like, we should probably have that. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Or maybe it was for their to do list app that they had at some point. Nice. Um, But yeah, it's like, backpack. and then when you have something like that, people start to use that in like creative ways. And mm-hmm. it's the same with Notion. Like it must be wild to like see what people come up with when you have such a broad, broad feature set. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. yeah. So I can't wait to see what people do um, just around the corner. Yeah. It's exciting. Can't wait to play with it. Yeah. I, uh, I know we're running, we're running, we're, we only have 25 minutes left, <laughs> but I'll say one, <laughs> say one more thing. Uh, we started sending out surveys to existing users using Reform, people that have used the product a few times at least or have had it in their hands for, I think, at least a week. Um, and we've only gotten four back, I think, so far. Um, but I just love it when these come in because good, bad, ugly, the feedback is just so exciting to read <laughs> firsthand yeah. like you know what are we doing well what could we do better and we finished last week with one from someone that basically said you know it's a nine out of ten and uh actually we've gotten five of these so far but it was a nine out of ten and they basically said you know intuitive fast um love love using this would absolutely recommend it to friends and then somebody earlier this week that was the end of last week said it's an incredibly satisfying combination to have visual drag and drop filling in a dynamically created spreadsheet. It's just like, <laughs> and then, you know, here's things that we can improve, but like, I, it's just a really exciting time to start to get that initial, like, 
quantitative data, quantitative feedback too of being able to like, yeah. Because that's the hard part. Like, if something is broken or they miss a feature, like you can fix that. But if it if it doesn't feel right to them or they don't get the the idea or the core concept, it's that's pretty hard to fix. Yeah. But if the core idea is like strongly resonating with people, that's a really good foundation to build upon. Yes. Yeah. So we've got you know nine. uh, You know, mostly seven, eights, and nines. and that just makes me feel good that, okay, like you said, you know, we, we hit it in the fair way. People are getting it. They have ways it could be better. You know, one person was pretty unhappy because we didn't have enough product tours and tutorials. So we're actually prioritizing that this week and we're going to have product tours coming soon. But um, anyway, in the last seven days, we've been seeing more of these survey responses and um, man, I, <laughs> I love getting those. They're like, it's so, it's funny. I don't know if you feel the same way, but like when I see those arrive in the inbox and I see what kind it is, every single time I tense up a little bit once I see yeah. the subject line, cause like, oh, it's one of these, <laughs> you know? And then I scroll down and I like, see the number, see the, oh, it's, uh, it hasn't gotten old yet. You know, it's just really. No, yeah, really totally. And I, I get a lot of reform notifications myself every day because it's like every day I'm sending out like, I don't know, 20 or 30 invites. And yeah. then I get I get a notification every time one of those, they fill out the onboarding survey. And then I get notifications for people joining the early access list. And I get notifications for people um, seven days after they tried the product, if they haven't become a customer, I get mm. their feedback form. <laughs> and mm. so I probably get like between 20 and 30 oh, <laughs> reform wow. okay. notifications a day. <laughs> Yeah, that's a. Uh, it's like my thing. I check is like okay. notifications. From do you do you batch uh, digest those or how do you how do you process that? No, do I just, just check them all the time. Just throughout the okay, yeah. So you kind of <laughs> you're in the acceptably neurotic stage of exactly. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> nice. yeah. um, maybe that's a good I segue. What, rarely what are you doing to re- read those? And I often just like after um, Brian Castle, he he suggested we allow people to reply directly to to a notification it's good like to the person like to the email mm-hmm. so we added some code that basically tries to guess the respondent out for, like from your field so like if you have one email field we just assume that's the the person you would want to reply to if you want to reply oh cool um, so i often just reply directly on the on the form submission Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Should start doing that. I did. I did notice you improved your notifications recently. Um, I think it was a good step forward. So, yeah, another happy reform customer right here. <laughs> good. <laughs> so, how you been? Tell me more. Good. Um, Bjorn is on vacation this week and half of next week, so I'm alone and um, having a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, as people can tell on Twitter, <laughs> someone <laughs> tweeting a lot. Yeah, um, at, like just today, like it's crazy how many different things I've been doing, like fixing bugs and working on a feature and writing onboarding emails and had meetings and this. I'm doing a, I'm jumping between a lot of different things, but I don't know, having fun with it as well. And then my life in general right now is just a scheduling. Um, I don't know. It's changed a lot since we had a had a kid, but. Yeah, I remember those. I remember those days. The flexibility is nice, though, right? Like, 
You're not. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, I mean, you're really not heads down product development. Uh, safe to no. say at all or what? Yeah. I try to get like a few hours every day, but okay. I, I still, I, I still get them out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, on the maker side, like mostly I've been working on our integrations engine basically. And the way we did email notifications and webhooks was that I, I built them as integrations because I was like, most reform integrations, what they want to do is listen for a form submission. So that's like one of the entry points for an or kickoff points or whatever you want to call it for an integration. The triggers is someone submitted a form. All the integrations that are enabled for that form needs to know that. So if they, in case they want to do something when a form right. is submitted, they need to do it. And right. email notifications is that way, right? Like when a form is submitted, they need to do something. Webhooks are the same. So really trying to nail the architecture there for something that's that's sort of scalable and yeah, not so much scalable actually, but more just um, easy to build upon. Hmm. So we already have like integrations we want to build and I want to be able to, I want to get to a point where we just churn these out. And if it's not me and Bjorn, just hire someone just to build integrations for all the stuff we need. Because I think it's a, it's a marketing strategy. It's a product. It it's better for our customers. Native integrations just better mm -hmm. <laughs> in many cases, and um, and they're all sort of doing the same. Like they all need, like they all need a way to listen for form submissions. They all need a way to like they all need to know how to show a settings page for their own integrations. They need to be able to handle when you save the settings for that integration and they need yeah. to be able to like either store that in some sort of like integrations metadata in the database or mm -hmm. have their own tables if they're more com complex like webhooks obviously like there's complex enough that they need their own database tables for you know attempts and deliveries and all, just logging um so just trying to like build a good architecture around that and um it's really fun. It's like, it's the kind of programming I love. It's like cool abstractions and sort of like pipelines and events and triggers. Yeah. And it's just funny. Yeah. It's easy. To, yeah. Easy to get lost, but also very satisfying when it all works in production. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. And then one thing I really don't want is like, I don't want to get to a point where like, I don't ever want the integrations to mess with our core code base like i don't want to ever get to a point where i can't move fast on the core product because we have integrations that are like work in a certain way or are relying on some sort of core code mm -hmm. like they get to listen for an event <laughs> and that's it mm -hmm. that's it <laughs> yeah and um so i'm trying to keep it very separate like each integration is almost their own code base with their own tests and models and stuff like that nice that seems wise yeah i mean we did it all with branch and one thing that really worked well was that for like less important integrations or partnerships we could do really really simple integration that would just you know pre-populate a few fields or something like that so you wouldn't have like basically a deployment recipe in branch was like a really really simple integrations where integration mm -hmm. where we it took us like an hour to build and then 
stuff like our WP engine integration is something we worked on all the time and it had like API calls and data structures and stuff like that. Sure. Um, but, and it was awesome that we were able, like the WP engine integration wasn't being held back by the whatever small hosting company integration, right? Sure. Yeah. And I think that that's something I, I, I learned that like, that's a really strong place to be that mm -hmm. if, if there's a big opportunity, you can just double down on that. Um, so yeah. I want to be able to do that. Cool. Yeah. So, so that's on the maker front. Nice. I, it was, this is a manager question. When is this going to, uh, yeah. What, what are we marching towards here, Peter? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I, uh, that was my, my manager update. It's basically that I, I send out my, I'm back on the OKR train, my OKR plan nice. for Q3. Mm -hmm. And our objective is to launch reform and lay the foundation for a product led self-serve SaaS engine. Mm. So basically first order of business is to launch <laughs> and um yeah i totally agree with you that it's like super loaded term and it no one really knows what it means and for a lot of people it means like product hunt and like yeah whatever <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah for for me it means um getting out of early access mm -hmm. and getting rid of our uh the whole like early access list and invites and all that stuff. Yeah. Like my plan is basically you send an email to people is like, we're out of early access. You can sign up now if you want. This is now going to be like our newsletter email list. And if you don't want that, use your unsubscribe button. But this yeah. is the nature of this list is going to change now. And um yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited about that. We we're gonna do that by the end of June or July, sorry. So in a few weeks when so when Bjorn comes back um, I leave for a week and then, so while he's gone now, like my plan is to get all the docs in a row. And then when I get back, we can, we can push the button hopefully. So according to my nice. OKR plan, that means <laughs> I need to revamp the website because the website was built before we had a product. So the screenshots there are not the real product. The copy is not completely up to date with what the product is doing. Right. And have some sort of blog post that we can send out, have some sort of email blast and uh, maybe maybe a Twitter thread. And then mm -hmm. there are a few things in the product like onboarding related things that we don't really have. Like we don't we don't have an onboarding sequence right now. And yeah. I want to get those things lined up before we launch because I think it's I mean there we're not gonna make a huge splash out of it, but when you push that big button, like you might as well try to prepare a little bit. And yeah, of course, you know, last time we launched was when we announced the product and that tweet has more than a hundred thousand impressions. So you never know, <laughs> even if oh, you don't yeah. plan it to be like a huge splash, like it might be. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's what I'm doing now is just trying to get everything ready. And, um, yeah, I guess the rest of the OKR plan is something we can talk about when we get further in the quarter. But mm -hmm. a little tease is that we're going to... Marketing is a thing that I'm going to start thinking about more. But 
I don't want to do too much marketing while we while the door is closed. And yeah, I, I feel you. I, I've been thinking about it too more from a so I have a page in our wiki where I just said, you know, what are all the ways that we could hack the market, meaning get get more distribution exposure and signups for this post launch. Um, I definitely want to like pour direct, proactive, focused energy on that, but not today because <laughs> I'm sort of preparing it, but you yeah. can't pull the trigger yet. So one thing I forgot on the maker front was um, the last day before Bjorn went on vacation, there's something that I just had thought about for a week that I couldn't get out of my head. And it was, I wanted to see what our forms would look like if we allowed like a brand color. Mm. and um so and bjorn wasn't really huge on this idea like he i think he thought it was a little bit of a distraction but then the way i sold it was basically like this is the last day before vacation like we need to get our creative like we need to do something fun and creative mm -hmm. and um he was totally down with that so we we spent like a good half day in figma i think just and just like scrolling the internet for like cool color schemes and stuff like that nice and and we got a pretty good idea about like what it would take for us to allow people to add colors to their forms. And I think step one would be that we would have some default color schemes. And then step two would probably be to let people maybe just like give us their color schemes and we would add it for them. Um, and then eventually like some sort of brand builder. But we, ha we have a customer that um, it's, it's one of my favorite brands in a sense, like here in Denmark. Um, mm -hmm. I don't want to say too much about it, but they're using the product right now. And I don't love how the forms look on their site. So it's really motivated me to like, they always use a lot of colors and color is an important thing in their world. Mm -hmm. um, very important, actually. <laughs> um, so I, I, I wanted to, I, I just wanted to, you know, kind of like come feel comfortable that like eventually we can make a form that look, looks really good for them and it doesn't need to be right now. And, and kind of like the last thing I wanted to mention was one of the sort of like, I guess, mental models of frameworks that I have in my head, like every day right now is something that you, um, you actually talked about, um, at some point, And I think it was probably in the mastermind, but the idea, the, the idea of ramping up and, it's kind of like an alternative to like the big splash launch. It's more of a, just think of it as like, you're always ramping up. Like what's the next little thing you can do? It's like, you could send more invites. And then when you run out of invites, you could like open up your website so people can sign up. And if you need more than that, you can like send out a tweet about it or send some emails out and you can go on product hunt. And so it's not like a big launch. It's just like, you're just ramping up all the time. Mm -hmm. And then what I thought is like, you know, launching a brand builder was, would be a way, a way to ramp up and expand the market and make people more excited. And, you know, I started thinking about like, I know a few really good graphic designers, like have them like create their color scheme and like, you know, mm. name it after them or something like that. It'd be really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I had all these ideas, um, like a similar, like there's some use cases that people are using reform for right now where it's, it's not the best experience. And I know that, but then at the same time, if just like the other use cases, the market for those is still huge. So we don't need to be great at all the use cases right now, but we can always like, it's just nice to have so many things in kind of in your, in, in, 
in your in your bag that you could pull out and be like, okay, I guess we need a little more. So like, let's nail this use case or let's mm-hmm. do this thing just to ramp it up a little bit. Yeah. And, and that's how I'm kind of thinking about it. It's a very simple model that just, yeah, yeah it's just easy to, to grok, I guess. It is. It, it also helps if, if like, if you think about, you know, that launch moment is just a higher altitude than where you are now. Well, the ramp model would say, how do I reverse engineer things to there? Right. It's like, yeah. you know, and then before you know it, you, you end up working towards it. There is a switch ultimately that you flick, but like, a launch is basically pressing a button. It's because everything else is in place and works yeah. and, you know, checked out. But yeah, there, there's not a, I don't know. There, I think that is the better way. How can we get more momentum, more signups, et cetera? Maybe you end up focusing more on like processes or more sustainable, repeatable ways of getting traffic in the yeah. door then because, you know, you don't get, you, you don't just get a ton of credit for a great launch day or week and then you're kind of back at zero you want to just somehow keep it going i think that helped me last week too of thinking okay what we're going to exhaust this list of uh, this list of email addresses is going to dry up (laughs) how do i not make that list dry up you know that's really the goal i mean it's also momentum right and it's like Mm -hmm. if you want to start a flywheel like what do you need like you need momentum i guess yeah yep so then you think about things like sharing and, you know, you've got the little reform powered by link, you know, on your, on your forms, you know, how do you take more advantage of those? So, yeah. Yeah. And re- recent, uh, reform customer, Simon from Snapshooter, um, pointed something out that I, for some reason I haven't even thought, I hadn't even thought about it. Um, but he was like, he, he said that he was jealous that everyone would be re would be linking like from an SEO standpoint to reform because they're linking to their forms all the time. Yeah, that's true. It's a lot of links. That is, that is a lot of links, a lot of links that apparently have to do with the word form or fill out or (laughs) sign up or yeah, yeah, sign up form. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. So, uh, the, the day, sorry, I'm trying to think like dates wise here. You said, uh, when y'all end of July, both back end of July. Okay. Last week of July. Okay, cool. Expect Very... a little tweet. I expect the, the auto beta crew to, uh, to back me up with a, a retweet or a like on that Sweet. day. Uh, more to come. Awesome. Sounds good. I think we'll be doing parallel things <laughs> <laughs> as always, as always. Cool. All we'll right. Be on a mastermind in four minutes. Let's, let's go do that. Catch you then. See ya. Bye. (laughs) Bye.